0: Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm happy to be here today with Peter Voss, founder, CEO, and chief scientist of Igo. How are you doing this morning, Peter?
1: Great. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Igo.
1: Certainly. Um, so I actually started off as an electronics engineer, started an electronics company, and then fell in love with software. And my company turned into a software company. We ended up being quite successful uh, developing an ERP software package for medium-sized companies and uh, grew to 400 people did an IPO. And uh, that's really where my, my story about AI starts, because I had enough um, you know, time and money on my hands to say, "Well, what big project do I want to tackle and it 's really how can we make software more intel more intelligent you know that it doesn 't just crash or give you an error message? you know how can we get software to actually think and reason and learn and have common sense so I took off five years to study all different aspects of intelligence to really deeply understand you know, what the problem we're trying to address here. And so in philosophy, epistemology, theory of knowledge, uh, cognitive psychology, how do children learn? What do IQ tests measure? How does our intelligence differ from animal intelligence? All those different questions I I explored in depth. And also, of course, the work that had already been done in the field of AI. So that five-year journey then culminated in me coming up with a design for a a prototype for a thinking machine, a machine that can think and learn and reason the way humans can uh, can, in principle. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's a, a very hard, very hard problem. So um, then over the next couple of years, we, um, I, I, I started an R&D company where we basically took my ideas and built various prototypes and experiment around and then ended up developing a platform which we commercialized um, in the call automation space you know, automating, the, the thing that everybody hates. You call into <laughs> a company and, you know, people tell, whenever I tell people what my work is, they say, yeah, I hate these things and I always just press zero to get to an operator. Well, my my response is you'll hate ours a lot less. Um, <laughs> well, in fact, you'll love them. Um, so that, that's what I've basically been uh, doing for the last 15 years is to alternate between moving the technology forward, making it more intelligent, getting closer to human level understanding, and on the other hand, commercializing it and you know getting both the uh, feedback of, of how the system works and ob- obviously also to get money to fund the ongoing development. My current company, Igo, iGo.ai, uh, we call it a chatbot with a brain. Mm -hmm. so our focus is on conversational ai and the difference between ours and pretty much everybody else's is that ours has a brain has a cognitive engine that can deeply understand what's going on can use context can um, remember what you said in previous conversations and reason about things you know and uh, so that's that's what i'm doing
0: Excellent. And well, first of all, I commend you for taking your IPO money and expanding your mind rather than sitting on a beach on an island somewhere. I know that many people they that, that is the brass t- the brass I, ring. I, I get
1: I get bored after three days on the <laughs> beach or maybe even two days.
0: What's your com- company's niche? So this is chatbot with an AI. I assume you are serving Large enterprise companies, or who are your customers?
1: At the moment, we are f- focusing on large enterprise customers, and that's just more the practicality. Uh, to do a really good job, you really want to understand the company's business well, you know, and do deep integration. So, you, you know, you have to deal with. Um, hooking up APIs and building ontologies that really understand all the business rules. So for that reason, we tend to work with larger companies where, you know, the, 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 the payoff, the cost benefit ratio is just a lot larger. Um, so typically we, we aim at companies that have large call centers. So one one of our big customers is 1-800-Flowers, a group of companies It's you know, Harry and Dave, Popcorn Factory, and so on. It's actually 12 different companies. They found us, um, in fact, through a podcast. Um, they had tried to implement an intelligent chatbot uh, to offer a concierge-type service to their customers, you know, that uh, the, the chatbot would actually remember who you are and have this hyper-personalized experience. And they went through three different technologies and failed, you know, on each one of them and, and finally uh, settled on, on our technology. Um, and, you know, that that's sort of an ideal case for us where we have um, a forward-looking enterprise customer who will actually, you know, make things happen. Uh, to to really utilize the technology in the in the in the best possible way. So typically, you know, our customers would would be large corporations like you know, uh, uh, banks, um, in the medical field as well. Now, this can be enterprise customer facing, or it can be enterprise internal as well. So companies that have you know a lot of employees. We'll have large HR departments or uh, tech support within the company, and we can we can help them automate that and streamline that as well. We also um, have sort of not quite consumer facing, but for example, for diabetes management, um, you know, a company that offers individuals to help them manage their diabetes, uh, Igo can be used as a again hyper personalized assistant to help people manage their diabetes or their, you know, stress levels or, or, or whatever. Or it could be for a salesperson to help them manage Salesforce. So anywhere where you have conversational AI that, that where you need some level of sophistication and where, you know, deep understanding and memory makes sense, that we're really industry agnostic.
0: It sounds like the, the possibilities are endless. Are there any language limitations? Is this multilingual?
1: So at the moment our focus is on on English. We are actually uh, working with a number of of clients for adding different languages, but because we have an accurate, not just a statistical uh, language model. So our language model is not so much about big data, but it's it's not the quantity, it's the quality of the data. Mm-hmm. So building ontologies and deep passing for different languages uh, takes uh, you know, some effort that we in, in the process. So right now it's English, but we are adding other languages.
0: Oh, excellent. Um, I, I would say what makes your brand stand out from the competition? Do you have much competition at the moment?
1: We have a brain, we have a chatbot with a brain and all the other hundreds, literally hundreds of chatbots don't have a brain. And that's a bit of an accident of history, actually. Statistical systems, big big data, um, machine learning, deep learning, has been so incredibly successful over the last 10 years that it's sort of sucked all of the oxygen out of the air. So, you know, if you want to get funding, you've got to be in the deep learning, machine learning space. You want to get do a PhD or, you know, degree. That's what you've got to get. You want to earn the big bucks. You know that's where you go, so it 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 as I sucked the oxygen out of the air so that very few people are actually working on um the approach that we have, which is again, it's not the quantity of data but the quality of data, and our system is scrutable. it's not a black box, so it's not that we take you know trillions of words that are out there in the internet and and build a model from that and then hope that you can have an intelligent conversation with with that. Um, but, you know, we craft the ontology specifically for accurate knowledge that you have that you can depend on, and it's a scrutable uh, approach. And just, you know, as I say, more than an accident of, of, of history that nobody else Uh, or very few people, are working on the kind of approach that we have. And uh, as far as I know, we're the only company offering conversational AI based on this cognitive architecture approach. DARPA actually called this the third wave of AI.
0: Well, as a consumer, I can only hope that that sort of technology is implemented all across the world. We are all tired of our... uh customer service experiences as they were hitting buttons and repeating ourselves over and over mm-hmm. trying to get a a computer to understand the context of our problems um, does this require higher powered servers than the average enterprise uh, uh,
1: no not um, well i mean it it does require more horsepower than you know a, a, a dumb chatbot uh but the cost of you know cloud services for this kind of thing are are trivial when you're talking comparing it to a live agent you know you're talking a tiny fraction of the cost so the the hardware cost may be you know double of what a dumb chatbot is but it's still less than 1% of what a live agent costs you you know the the the, the pure hardware cost the cost itself is is uh, not not really an issue now the one interesting thing here is that Traditionally, people have always thought in, con- in the conversational space of automation being sort of second best. You know, In fact, with the right technology, with intelligent technology, you actually turn that on its head where the automated system provides better service than uh, a live agent can. And we know all companies are struggling to actually provide quality service. You know, they're struggling to hire people, to retain people in call centers and to train them properly. So with with the the right kind of automation, you actually end up providing better service in a number of ways. A, there's no wait time. I mean, that's all something we hate. You know, your call will be answered in 45 minutes. So you get an immediate response. You get consistent uh up-to-date information, you know, and the system can actually remember you. Now, that's quite novel. Imagine, you know, calling in about your your Wi-Fi not working properly, you know, you call your your cable company or or whoever. The suggestion will be, okay, try rebooting your router, you know. With a human agent, if you do that and you call back a second time, they will recommend the same thing again, probably, you know. But with an intelligent system that has hyper-personalized memory, you call back the, the next time, it, it won't ask you again to to reboot. It will say, well, did that, you know, did that solve the problem or, or, or not? And try moving your computer closer to the router, moving it in the kitchen or something, you know, you call back and say, did moving to the kitchen help, you know? So it can actually, it's like talking to the same human who actually remembers your previous conversation exactly. That's the kind of future we're looking at where people will actually much prefer to talk to a competent computer system. What
0: what's the beginning of the process with a new company that you're going to use your system on? Is it um, exposing your your system to previous recorded calls? How do, how does your system get up to speed?
1: So uh, I'd just like to to mention something that's not uh, that's unusual and not obvious. We we actually don't offer our system as a SaaS service generally. Uh, we actually provide the technology and deploy it behind the customer's firewall, uh, which companies are actually very happy about because they're happier, you know, sort of security and, and then they they have more control of it. So we provide the technology and we provide them with the expertise to implement the system. And uh, it's really the starting point is always to understand their business. Uh, so it's a bit like, as if we were employed to work in their call center and help them, uh, you know, so what training material do you have? You know, uh, Mm -hmm. what, what do we need to know? That isn't just common sense knowledge. What do we need to know specifically about your business? And you know, what APIs do we need to call? So it's not, again, it's not a big data system, uh, a big data approach where we try to uh, sort of statistically say, what's the average conversation look like? It's more specifically, what are your business rules? What are the ontologies? What are the words that we need to know that are unique to your business? And where can we get the data from? What are the APIs? What data do we need to update? And and then basically you design the goals that the system has to achieve. You just design those using uh, certain tools. So it's it's really... Starting with business analysis, understanding the business.
0: So, in terms of generating revenue, are you actually selling the systems lock stock and barrel? Is this a contractual?
1: Yeah, we license, we license uh, license it, and you know we have various possibilities to to charge per per conversation, per customer, per you know but it's basically licensing our technology, and you know we provide the uh-huh. ongoing support at whatever level, some some of our customers uh, really want a complete turnkey solution where, where we actually, on a daily basis, monitor conversations, uh, continually update the system as products change, as markets change, demographics change, and so on. So where we totally manage, it's a completely managed service. Uh, and on the other extreme, uh, we would basically just provide the the image for the cloud service. And then as we have new releases of of our product, uh, we will just give them an updated Docker image, basically, of, of the, the the program that they can then update their cloud services.
0: The last couple of years have obviously provided uh, challenges and opportunities for companies. Uh, the, uh, the need for customer service in the last couple of years, as everything is remote, I would think has exploded. Tell me about uh, the problems, challenges, and opportunities that COVID has provided for IGO.
1: Yes, certainly. I mean, as you say, there's, there's a, a, a lot more support. There's a lot more done online. Um, so any, any online business has, you know, grown tremendously. But also the challenges in, in, in contact centers have have grown significantly. I mean, it's just a lot harder to, to get people and to train people. So, you know, really across the board, it's, it's really a good opportunity for our kind of technology. I would
0: imagine as fast food chains raise their minimum wage to $20 an hour, it is harder and harder to get people to sit by a phone, which gives your company even more opportunity. Uh, I've always scratched my head at the the corporate concept of what is cost effective, meaning outsourcing your -hmm. your call center to another country with someone who has a script, and I'm sorry, but their command of the English language is not particularly good. Mm -hmm. So I have to repeat myself three times to three different people before I eventually get shuttled off to the United States anyway. So Mm -hmm. now I've touched four employees over the course of an hour. It's Mm -hmm. not possible that that's cost effective. I would imagine that uh, doing business with Igo would be a a much better option for them. And for me as a consumer, it would keep me as a happy customer instead of what what I go through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm constantly amazed at how bad, the decision-making process is in many large companies, you know, the kind of thing you mentioned that somebody couldn't figure out that actually it's costing them more money to do that. Or, you know, what what shocked me when I first got into this, this, this business 15 years ago is how many companies, for example don't transfer knowledge when you when you get transferred, you know, from one department to another uh, department or from an automated system to a live person, they don't transfer the knowledge and how reluctant they were. Oh, that's going to cost extra money, you know, And and I mean, that's kind of the number one. Well, maybe the number two, number one annoyance is waiting for 40 minutes to talk to somebody. But the next most annoying thing, is you get transferred to somebody else and you have to tell your whole story again from the beginning, you know, authentication, everything. I mean, that's extremely annoying and it's totally unnecessary. And yet so many large companies are guilty of of, of that, you know, and I, I, I don't understand it. Well, I, I, I guess I, the people in charge never use their system, you know.
0: Well, I know there are a couple of electronics companies that I just don't do business with myself Mm -hmm. personally anymore because the experience was so terrible. You know, to lose my business over a hundred dollar device that you just can't possibly make good on a warranty because your customer service system and your automation is terrible. And it takes five hours of calling over the course of two weeks to get the job done. I'm going to someone else for my business.
1: So we're fixing
0: that yeah uh as i said i can only hope that uh, more and more companies become aware of you and implement your your technology well uh, of course there's the uh the problem of of ending employment for many people but frankly um the equation's not working as it is for most companies customer service things have changed and it and it's not consumer friendly anymore so uh, I can only hope that your your software and your technology is implemented far and wide. What's something you'd like to be celebrating personally and professionally a year from now?
1: Having a whole lot of new customers. That's that's what it's all about. This you know the satisfaction of actually seeing our system uh, out there doing its job. You know while on the one hand I'm very much into the theory of uh, uh, intelligence and very interested in philosophy and all sorts of theoretical aspects of, uh, of things. Uh, there's still the, the greatest satisfaction is actually seeing it working in the real world, solving problems. That's what I I look forward to.
0: Excellent. And how large a company is Igo now? How many employees do you have?
1: So currently we are thirty thirty people.
0: And and are you based out of Los Angeles or?
1: Well, we used to be. <laughs> But, you know, with COVID, uh, it's just a major change for me because all of the companies previously that I'd run had always been in-person, totally. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, after a year of COVID, I had to ask myself, well, why do we need to come back to the office, you know? This has actually been working fairly well, can improve, improve it. And the big advantage is we now have uh, half of our staff are, you know, all over the world, in fact, so it gives us a much better opportunity to get the best people we don't have to compete with apple and google here locally we we can get people wherever they are so that that's been a big change for uh, for us but uh, it's it's change for the better
0: well please tell tell the people where they can find you what your url is and and what social media channels you use
1: yes so the it's igo.ai ai and I actually have a, quite a number of articles that are linked from the website. We also have some some demos show, showcasing our technology, uh, various experiments we've done actually for, um, you know, help an elder companion on how Igo could potentially, you know, help an elderly person living by themselves, mm-hmm. help them manage their manage their lives. These are not mock-up demos. These are actual, you know, uh, demo, demos that we've done. Um, so, yes, AI. you can get there. You can also find me on medium.com. I've written quite a few articles on various various topics about uh, risks of AI and uh, statistical systems. So, yeah, that's where you can find me or can also email me, peter at AI.
0: Peter Voss, it has been a fascinating pleasure to spend some time with you today. Thank you so much for being a guest on Business Ninjas. I wish you and yours and your company all the best. I think it could only help all of us (laughs) in the future.
1: Well, thank you so much. Hey, are you a business ninja?
0: Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io. And schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.